0: Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it.
1: Now, here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro. Before we get to today's episode, a thank you to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's Healthcare Executive Education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.crayton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. Thank you also to Caroline for sponsoring this episode of Explore the Space podcast. Are you looking for a better way to keep track of digital team tasks so things don't fall through the cracks? Check out Caroline, a HIPAA-compliant digital workspace built specifically for clinical teams. It works on any device and with any electronic health record. CareAlign cuts documentation time in half reduces errors, and saves clinicians an hour a day. CareAlign is currently offering the platform for free to the first 100 clinicians who sign up on their new direct-to-clinician platform. Visit www.carealign.ai backslash explore to learn more. In this special episode of Explore the Space podcast, we are back with our second Med Lasso episode. This is our Deep dive into why the phenomenal television show Ted Lasso is resonating so deeply with physicians, nurses, and healthcare workers. And my friend Dr. Syed Tabatabai is back. He joined us in episode one. If you haven't listened, please do, and we jump right in to where we've gone so far in season two of Med Lasso. And I just want to say upfront, if you have not watched season two yet, there are spoilers. Feel free to listen if you want, but be warned, there are spoilers in this episode. We have an absolute blast. The, the directions that we're able to go and the, the places that we're able to really jump in with both feet around why we're enjoying this so much and why we need this so much right now, really, really phenomenal. I think it's really going to resonate, and I think you're going to really, really enjoy it. I cannot wait to continue to build out this new med lasso concept because we're all really enjoying the show and i think more than that engaging around it and having that shared experience please don't forget to leave us that five star rating and review wherever you're listening to this show that really helps us out definitely subscribe as well and please do share this episode with your friends and your family and your colleagues you can find the whole archive of explore the space podcast at www.explorethespaceshow.com got an archive almost of 250 episodes now you can find me on Twitter at ETS show. You can email me anytime at Mark at explorethespaceshow Always great to connect and hear what you're thinking and hear what you're enjoying and hear your recommendations as well. So now here we are episode two of med lasso. Enjoy. Things about the transcendent moments of the show. And the reason that it makes me cry is it makes me see gaps in reality. And right. what, I, what I mean by that is, In episode three, right in the locker room, there's two, there's drama on the field, right? For us, that's the drama in the hospital and in the clinic and stuff like that. There's the drama of the people who are at odds coming together where the person who has hurt and offended and behaved in a certain manner finds a way to reconnect and makes effort to do it and does it in a way that is honest and true And also can be validated and and they can be then accepted where he says, you know, that's our uniform, brother. And and we wear the same uniform. I'm standing with you. Right. God damn, I could use that right now. (laughs) Like, I think we could all use that. And then the other thing I think that we're missing, too, is, you know, we have our drama on the field. You know, I know what you do for work. You know what I do for work. I think in medicine for healthcare workers, we feel that. We we retreat back home. You know, we go back home, wash hands, sterilize ourselves the best we can. We don't get that, uh, at least in large measure, that team dynamic. And again, I think this might be why we're digging into Twitter so much and like why this med lasso phenomenon is, is sticking. Or am I forcing this?
0: No, no, no. I think you're, you're absolutely right. I, before med lasso, it was med Twitter, right? And- yeah. Now it's still on Twitter, but now we have this extra, extra kind of uh, especially cathartic, especially uh, bonding experience that we can relate to. And you're absolutely right. We we're looking for it actively because it, it is so isolating to be out there in the field. And then to go home and, you know, to, to, to try and find people who understand what what you're going through and the frustration, you know, of it, the sadness of it, the anger of it. I, I think you're absolutely right that Med Lasso is filling this this gaping void, sort of like Med Twitter has also been doing, too. And and uh, not many people are lucky enough to know a lot of physicians that they could. I mean, um, at least I'm, I guess I'm speaking for myself here. You obviously know a ton of physicians, but, uh, you know, I, I was pretty isolated before Med Twitter and uh, uh, before Med Lasso. And now I, I feel like I have this connection, to a lot more people that are going through the same thing than I am
1: and we need it right now i mean it's tough sledding these last few weeks it, we went from sort of a almost a euphoric place in the early part of the summer kind of leading up to the fourth of july of like all right you know okay vaccine rates aren't what we hope but we're getting vaccinated and numbers are dropping and we're planning some vacations and boy did we have to pivot and pivot fast and now here we are again it is it's it's rough out there
0: oh my god it's it's just brutal <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I think I've gone through with every surge. I go through the same phases of, you know, anger, denial, grief, all that kind. Yeah. And, and, the right now it's just numb.
1: One I, of the I things think. that, it, one of the things that I think made me so emotional with the last episode too, is it was just, I th- I think it popped a cork on some emotions that just needed to come out and just needed an outlet.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Do you think they know what they've done? When I say they, you know, Bill Lawrence, Jason Sudeikis, Hannah, Le- the the whole crew, the whole cast, the writers. Do you think that they understand how they're tapping into this experience that we're having in kind of in the healthcare space?
0: You know, I I think you made that point where I first realized it that I didn't realize that the the guy behind Scrubs was the same guy, right? Uh, yeah. Bill yeah. So, um, I think they definitely know, I, you know, I think they definitely know how much of an impact they're having in people's lives. Cause there's been this outpouring, um, of people, I'm, I bet they're being flooded with fan letters and tweets. And, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, Jason Sudeikis and this, this kind of ray of positivity into especially our divided world was intentional. And I, I think the message to healthcare workers and all, um, it feels intentional. It really does to me. I, it doesn't feel accidental.
1: I agree. Everything about this, the show is so carefully created, you know, not a word wasted. There's just no accidents with this stuff. Um, I mean, obviously right. the timing is the timing. They don't control that, but for like episode three to air when it aired. Uh, wow. I mean, it was just, it was right. like a you know, <laughs> Roy. Kent, I think We talked about this the last time, right? Roy Ken says, you need to feel like you've been hit by fucking lightning. <laughs> right. That was episode three.
0: Right. Right. And you know, we've, in a way it's it's so exhausting living in a world of Jamie Tarts, right?
1: <laughs> totally.
0: We've oh been my in a, and then for Jamie to turn around. Yeah. And for his life he says like you know, he says it so perfectly. It is right. nothing mongling or anything. It's so simple and elegant. He's like we're a team, we got to wear the same kit. And just does that and man, that, that was like an arrow through the heart right there. I know.
1: <laughs> I know cuz you could just see how it could happen for us. We're Americans. We just have to do the right thing for our fellow Americans and go back to what we learned in elementary school about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and just let's do the work together. It's it's just, it's right there kind of for the taking. It's, it's really interesting though. The other thing with, with the world of Jamie Tarts is that we do understand his backstory and we understand his pain and his turbulence. uh, And I think it makes it a little bit easier to kind of root for him and then really celebrate when he and we'll see if it sticks, but when he kind of does make this big transition. I mean, hes they've spent a lot of time talking about fathers and sons. Have you picked up on that, and has that been resonating for you?
0: No, absolutely. Um, you know, thinking back to last season with, uh, with Jamie being yelled at by his, by his father is one of the last images we see of Jamie, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the power of the dart scene was, you know, it kind of pulled the curtain back a little bit on the coach's relationship with his dad. And uh, you're right. And this show is so tightly written. There's never a wasted word. So you know that that all that story and arc building is going to come back full circle. And I got to say, Mark, I call the Jamie Tart, <laughs> the Jamie Tart redemption saga. Um, although the show has been so much uh, better about it than I predicted they would. You know, I, the, the redemption would have been an easy thing. But, uh, you know, how do you redeem a guy who turned his back on the team completely? Yeah. And they do it. I mean, he's not totally redeemed yet, but he's well on his way.
1: I think he's well on his way. And I think part of it too, was uh, seeing Sam knock him on his ass and right. get to, <laughs> you know, crow a little bit, not too, not too much, you know, he didn't humiliate him, but he kind of got in his face. He had a word um, and, and walked off, but it was, and the other thing about that too, as a soccer fan, that was clean. That was not a dirty hit. That was a clean tackle, but he sent him flying.
0: Yeah. And, and Sam's character, I'm really liking a lot. You know, I, I, like, uh, I liked him in the last season. It feels like he's got a bigger role this go around. And so I'm really excited to see where Sam goes.
1: I think that Jason Sudeikis, as an A-list celebrity, is doing something really interesting with this. We know this show's not going to last for long. He's not the focal point. The Ted Lasso character, I don't think, is going to be the focal point of the show for much longer. He's going to be a pivot point, but not the focal point. I think that the show, the superhero that's going to rise out of this show is going to be Sam. Um, And I think it's also going to be the actor who plays Sam. But I think it's going to be the arc that Sam goes on that is really going to resonate. I mean, I was thinking after this episode, could you imagine what would happen if sports teams did what they did, if they covered up the team sponsor because they objected? It, first of all, wouldn't be hard to do, (laughs) um, but my gosh, you could really see that. And then there's just there's so much coming with him. It's it's really compelling.
0: Right. I think you're you're absolutely right. Um, Sam's character is, uh, uh, and he's also, it goes back to what you were talking about, fathers and sons, right? It's his dad who, who texts him and is disappointed in him. And again, the show, you know, there, there's no detail left to chance. You know, there's the, the company that owns Dubai air is cerithium oil. Yeah. Um, so cerithium is like a kind of, uh, a kind of small snail. That's what that is and uh i think i might be wrong on this you might have to fact check me on this one but i think it's like a kind of snail or something like that and and the whole idea of the the oil spills in new jersey is that's you know that's based on a real story that's actual there there have been uh, the oil company was shell oil i think um and that's the link to the cerithium wow <laughs> Shell oil actually uh went to court over um you know environmental damage to to Nigeria and I think it was only this year that they got uh I think they were convicted. I I got to look it up but um yeah I, I was reading about that online actually there like I the, think
1: there were a you know, lot of people reading about that online. I don't think you were the only one clicking links yeah. and trying to be like wait a minute what are they referencing right. here because they're referencing something. Uh right. I I'm totally with you but the other the other thing that's emerging for me and I actually had someone reach out and mention this too. You know You know, me and I love kind of talking about on the on the on Explore the Space podcast and on Twitter, like leadership and leadership concepts and how we can elevate people and how we can, you know, boost one another and be advocates for each other. There's a relationship that's emerging where season one, Rebecca and Keely were clearly friends. But now you see these two like boosting each other up to grow something really cool. Something's going to happen with those two where they be, where they help each other to become juggernauts and it's this idea of like advocacy leadership elevating it's really exciting i can't remember the last show that's done it with such subtlety but also where you can see oh my gosh they're on a rocket ship
0: no you're absolutely right that's uh they're so openly supportive right yeah um, yeah uh, it's like their moral compasses are completely clear um, and it's refreshing to see these, these women characters who are powerful and in charge and supporting each other constantly. Not, you know, there's no fake drama there. There's no uh, need to generate this kind of tension. Um, it's, it's, it's really good to see.
1: And that would be the trope, right? That would be the boring hammered out trope that would have happened. And like you and I right. talked about when we on on one, That's what we were always expecting, but it's not happening. And it's, it's that much better for it.
0: Right. Exactly. And they avoided the trope too. When, when Sam goes and tells Rebecca about what he's going to do and why he's pulling out of the Dubai air thing, the trope would be for him to get resistance. Right. And for him to, but she like instantly supports him. Um, Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, she instantly stands up and does the right thing. It, It was just so refreshing.
1: Didn't she physically stand up too? I feel like she was actually like got up out of her chair, or I'm misremembering.
0: Uh, honestly, I don't remember.
1: We're gonna to have to go back and rewatch it. There's so many things. Like I take <laughs> notes when I watch it, and I was like, I don't want to take notes. I just want to enjoy this.
0: No, it's, it it really is a surprisingly deep show. Yeah. You know, the more, stuff, you're right. There's there's nothing that's left to uh, even the framing of shots and the way scenes are filmed. There's there's nothing that's without meaning.
1: Speaking of things that are without meaning, most sports pundits are without meaning or value and they're annoying and unwatchable. And now (laughs) it's going to be even worse because Roy Kent has completely changed what I want from someone who's doing any kind of sports commentary forever.
0: Isn't it great how Roy has become this kind of Zen character where he dispenses like just pure truth, pure, unadulterated Roy Kent truth.
1: Oh my God. He says to his niece when she says can I have ice cream for dinner he says no that's dumb.
0: <laughs> and she's
1: like, "Thank you for helping me establish healthy boundaries." <laughs> oh my
0: god. It, he's and you're right. I can't watch sports anymore without that kind of commentary. I need the Roy Kent commentary.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's it, because he's doing it again out of that place of authenticity. He's not doing it. He doesn't he doesn't know or care about clicks. He doesn't. He is not interested in that. I don't think. Um, And I have to say, with tremendous pride, we've mentioned how much we like social media. I've gotten two likes on tweets that I've put up. I got one from Jason Sudeikis, and I got one from Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent. And if I told you I'm not printing them out and framing them, I'd be lying to you because I already have.
0: amount of friend that man that's the magic of twitter right like the cross paths with people who you know never in a million years would would we meet those people of course
1: and if i did it would be like hey man nice to see you good job but somehow that like acknowledgement of that split second i don't know I'll, i'll never stop fanboying out around you know people and entities and teams that i like and care about i it delights me no end and it's fun
0: yeah, it's it's great. It's really great. They knew you existed, and
1: they're. <laughs> that's right. That's they right.
0: Read it. They read your thought. And they- <laughs> I, I would-
1: oh, I love it! I'm blushing. <laughs> I get the same feeling when you like one of my tweets, or when I know you've listened to one of my podcasts, Syed.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've yeah. talked about the the locker room as the beating heart. We've talked a little bit about how. I think a lot of us in healthcare crave that sort of dynamic. So we're going to create something new here. We're going to try it out. We're going to go into the locker room for a couple of questions. It's going to be in the locker room with Mark and Syed. I think in the future, we're going to bring some guests on board to come check this out. But we're going to try it out here. I'm going to throw the questions at you. We're going to see how this resonates. We're going to see how it lands. So let's go in the locker room. Are you ready?
0: I'm ready. I'm here. I'm here with you.
1: All right. So question number one, we actually already covered question number one and uh, med lasso number one. It's our ruling on T. So without kind of going back over that old ground, it's there for the taking. So go and check it out. But here's the next one. The strongest emotion that you felt.
0: The strongest emotion that I felt, um, it's probably a toss up still from the season one dart scene and uh, we wear the same kit moment. Um, to me, those two scenes together tapped in this um, inner re- reservoir of, of, of pain and, and catharsis and just opened the floodgates. And, and I cried openly with both those scenes.
1: I think the pain and catharsis, man, you nailed it. You're, you're such a wordsmith, my man. Um, it, that's exactly what I experienced. And that's why I think I cried with both of them, too. And there's also that acknowledgement because I, I feel like these people can exist in some way, not necessarily the athlete part or the sporting part, but the humanity, the 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 empathy, the characteristics, I think that exists in people. And so to see people speak to and react to others in those ways, uh, we just we all need it so much. I'm, I think that that's a great way to summarize it as a doctor specifically in your role as a physician. What stands out about Ted Lasso season one and season two all in?
0: Oh, man. Season one and season two. How about you answer this one first? All
1: right. I will. It's people's desire to share that when you give people a chance in a safe space to share what's been hard for them, they want to. And as a hospitalist, I find that to be true more often than not, that when we can create space for someone, uh, you know, doing the best we can to mitigate whatever symptoms they may be having at the time, too, that when we can dig to the root of the matter, that implicit trust is still there and we can we can get into some amazing places with another human being, and I love it
0: wow that's a that's a really good <laughs> it's almost like you wrote the question, mark <laughs> good answer um
1: I honestly me... hadn't thought about it all that much. I did write the questions, obviously um right I, I, I did I, I'm not sitting here reading from a script. that wouldn't be fair
0: <laughs> No, that was a really, really good answer. I guess to me, the thing as a doctor that stands out and gives me hope is the willingness of characters to change. Um,
1: Oh, so good
0: people to um, not stick to their guns just because they're their guns. The the willingness of people to shift their position on something over time and and accept something in an organic way. And it doesn't lessen them as a character. In fact, it enriches their character. And I like that.
1: I, I like that a lot too. All right, so the next question in the locker room: Would you do a session with Doctor Sharon Fieldstone?
0: Absolutely, yes, hundred percent. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, she like she's like an instant problem solver. I mean, someone that Jamie Tark can go in there and then come out and do the "We are a team" speech. Like, what did she say to him?
1: What know? what matrix chip did she put in his head?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh my yeah. gosh, it's unreal, yeah. and it's so funny. Like. The trailers really did cast her as being someone like, uh oh, here is Ted's foil. Here comes right. the friction. Nope, right. not at all. She is rocket fuel, and it's amazing.
0: Yeah, and then she same thing with Danny Rojas. What did she say to him? You know? <laughs> totally. I, football is life, and and death, and life, and all that. But
1: yeah,
0: you know it, it's interesting that uh, and and the show maintains her patient uh, client confidentiality. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. It's funny, though, too, like it's a show about a soccer team. I think we've seen a total of what in three episodes and five minutes of soccer. And most of that involved the dog getting hit by a ball.
0: Right. And yeah, actually, that's one thing I wanted to talk about down the road. Anyway, let's keep going with the question. No,
1: no questions. We're
0: in the locker room, man. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing, a part of me is starting to wonder. And now don't kill me over this. This is an honest kind of legit question. Is Ted Lasso a good soccer coach because this is a premier league team that's now been relegated and has drawn every game and then lost one right yeah and remember the girl who he played i forget her name sharon i think the girl who uh he he does the tasmanian devil move with the the, yes
1: yes yes
0: she says it really bluntly right in episode three it's a question that's sort of been weighing on the back of my mind is that ted is making everybody better people yep and all seem to be functioning better together and they're having fun but these are still pro athletes and this is still a pro team right and
1: you point- you flip the rock on the one piece of the show that i i don't care but as a sports fan and knowing what i know about the english press and the desire of the english public to love their teams and to see they would be bang for his head At that point, I mean, it would be blood in the water for sure. That being said, I think that they know that in the way that the show has been created, and they are holding this up as this can be a different way, and even these hard boiled journalists can change you know, right. and, and root for this guy and hold their fire a little bit. Cause they, they trust the process. They see what's happening and maybe they even feel like they're a little bit a part of that process and they love that feeling. Maybe there's yeah. redemption for them too.
0: The way Trent Kram has sort of become an ally. Totally. You know? he Absolutely. Still does, he still does his little intro every time, but now the questions aren't really that savage anymore. They're designed. Yeah. They're more genuine.
1: Have you noticed that Trent Krim from The Independent has, without a doubt, started using more product in his voluminous <laughs> hair and been it, wearing way nicer clothes?
0: It is his hair, man. As, as a bald guy, I got to say it, <laughs> That's probably another part of the show that moves me to tears. Every time I see him, it's over.
1: His hair is becoming Fabio-esque. It's got streaks of gray, so I feel like I'm part of this now. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> you know the interesting thing? He could have played a Dr. Sharon Fieldstone character too.
1: <laughs> yeah, he totally could have, you're right. I I want I, you and I are going to need to start another podcast. I don't know what the name of it will be, but it will be about what is happening with hair and changes in hair in the show like Roy maybe we'll just call it Roy Kent's beard. Yeah, it'll be I, all, I like there's so much cool stuff going on. Like Rebecca has like warrior's hair sometime and then she's got like party hair sometime, like I don't know, but you can tell that they're doing
0: it. Yeah, no. There's someone they got a good hairstylist on staff, a whole team of them.
1: Without a doubt, the only person who hasn't changed a bit and isn't going to is Coach Beard, and I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, he uh, he's the rock.
1: He's die, He's the he's the rock. That's right. Favorite scene.
0: Um, favorite scene. Well, you know, okay. Taking away the uh, we are we're a team. We wear the same kid scene because we talked about that a bunch of times. Yeah. I think other scene um is when Roy is walking alongside Rebecca, and she's trying to entertain her goddaughter, and he just dispenses that beautiful wisdom about kids wanting to feel like they're involved. Um, it was just so, and, and you know, the great laughing kicker where he asked his his niece if she wants to go to the um, podiatry,
1: you
0: know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I would love to. Uh, that scene just, just it, w- it was beautifully true, and it was funny, like the best of Ted Lasso.
1: I'm going to just go in a slightly different direction for fun because, I mean, the same scenes I think resonate for all of us. But when Rebecca's in that tea parlor with her goddaughter, and like you said, they're really specific about the way they film things. They started with a really tight shot of the table covered in sweets. (laughs) <laughs> when I rewatched it by myself, I paused it. And I was like, I would eat that. I would eat that. I want that. It was like cookies and pastries. I love sugar and sweets so much. And I'm trying to be careful about how much I eat. <laughs> that table was aspirational.
0: <laughs> that that was really great. And then the, of course the zoom out and they're all kids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally. I wouldn't, I would not be, I wouldn't fit in there necessarily, but that table of desserts, I I want a piece of it. All right. Favorite character. Uh,
0: Right now for me, uh, my favorite character in season one was Roy. Yeah. So far right now, it's probably Sam.
1: Yeah. I'm with you with Sam and I'm right there with Rebecca too. I feel like Rebecca is, um, do you remember, you remember the movie Swingers, right? Yeah. She's, she's, she's the big bear, man. She's like the big bear with these big paws and she's got these claws and she's like, I don't know what to do. And you just, you, you, you just, she's, fe- she's feeling her power and it's super cool right. to see it.
0: Right. I mean, you called her in season one too, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, she' kind of wanting a superstar. She's uh, i I can't put it into words. She, she's just wonderful on this show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree. I, I don't think we can fully put it into words yet. Cause it's not fully realized yet, but I think it's, she's got the, the, the character has been set up to do amazing things. And right. I'm a hundred percent confident that she's gonna, and it's going to be awesome.
0: Right. And her, her writing that letter to, uh, their sponsor, uh, oh, that was, my
1: God, that was next <laughs> level. So good. It was so good. All right. Have you ever made shortbread?
0: Look, I have not ever made shortbread, but I have made scones Okay, in the past. So that's. I don't know what the what the connection there is, but I feel like that gives me a pass. It's
1: it's delicious, and it's mostly carbohydrates. So, there, I mean, you hard sign both. I have found the recipe that I want to make them with. There's a Binging with Babish episode where it's the scones from Ted Lasso. Um, so I've mapped that one out. I have not executed on it, but I will. And when I do, I'll take pictures.
0: Okay. I, I, I can't wait to see this. It's going to be re- it. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a
1: hot mess. I'm going to burn it. It's going to be all broken and dry, but I'm, it's going to be delicious. All right. Final question in the locker room, a prediction for the show.
0: Um, I think Sam continues to grow as a leader for the team. I think Jamie does something valuable down the road on the field. And I think victory is around the bend for the diamond dogs.
1: I think this is going to be the show where the heel is the the invisible force. And I say that because all the characters right now are likable. And they've brought everyone kind of onto that bus. And Mm -hmm. the unlikable characters, like, I don't know that we're going to see much of Rupert again. I think that they dispensed with Rupert pretty well with the dart scene. And for him to come back would be kind of cheesy. But now it's the Dubai air guy or the Cerithian, whatever it was. That creepy voice on the mobile phone, that kind of tinny voice hitting on Rebecca, being gross, you know, sending one-liner emails, like the villain, the friction, we're not even going to see them. They're just out there. It's ethereal. And I think that the way that, that way that they're going to have the villain be constructed, I think is super cool.
0: Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because the question is, where's the conflict going to come from, right? Yeah. And you're right in that the sense that the sports conflict normally would be big, but it doesn't really feel like it in this game because... I mean, this movie, because it's not so much focused on that. So I think you're right there. It's the invisible forces of everyday life that threaten to tear us apart. We'll see if they, you know, the bond are going to last.
1: The, what you just said, I think also applies to our real lived experiences right now, too. And again, just brings us around to why this show matters right now. I can't wait for the next episode. It's going to be a little bit later in the week and. You know, all of us are going to be watching it as soon as we can, because I think also, too, you, you want to jump in where people are able to talk about it and have that sort of water cooler locker room talk around. What did you see? What did you think? And it's going to be wow. on Twitter. And and I think that that's why we're all enjoying this so much. So having said that, one of the things you and I are working on a couple of things. And, you know, I think you've come to realize, like, I come up with a lot of half baked ideas, but I think two of them are pretty good. <laughs> one of them, I think, having more episodes and bringing people into the locker room and asking some questions is going to be fun. You, we're going to try to put together a Twitter chat. We're going to try to do a scheduled, curated chat. All our friends at the Journal of Hospital Medicine who are super good at this. We haven't figured out the dates yet, but we're going to do it. And it'll be a time and place for people to kind of come together, probably ask for people to, you know, take some pictures of them in their Ted Lasso merch or something like that. And uh, really try to make that a very special shared experience. So we're working on that. And, you know, Syed, man, we got to keep cranking these episodes out. We got to give the people what they want.
0: I hear you, man. The the demand for this is is awesome and it's so great to connect with people over this. I'm 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 here whenever you are. I'm ready.
1: Well, we're gonna have more content coming pretty soon because we'll have episode four right around the corner. In the meantime, hashtag medlasso. Check out the first episode of Med Lasso if you haven't already. Syed, where do people find you on Twitter?
0: I'm at the real Doctor T on Twitter, and uh, yeah, you can find me there and all my stories.
1: If you haven't read Syed's stories, if this is somehow the first time you're meeting Syed, you really should get into his archive. It's very, very special. I try to amplify them whenever I see them. It's, his writing is amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. My friend, this is awesome. I'm so glad we're doing this Med Lasso adventure together. I cannot wait for episode four of Ted Lasso. But in the meantime, man, take us out of episode two of Med Lasso.
0: Oh, sorry. I thought you were referring to the season episode two. I'm trying to remember what the last scene was. <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: getting better at this. We're learning. <laughs> uh,
0: we got to do one podcast as uh led Masso. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: gotta, gotta have one led. We got to do it. Oh my God. That's you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do an episode. We're going to have a guest come and it's going to be in the locker room with Mark and Syed but they're not going to realize that it's with Sarkin and my ed and we're just, <laughs> just going to go off on them. Every answer they give, we're going to hammer them.
0: Touch your two fingers. <laughs> that is wrong.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah. We're going to go full on. Somebody gets yeah. to experience Sarkin and my ed. It's going to be amazing. What a treat, man. This was awesome. Uh, can't wait to do more. Thanks for joining me on med lasso.
0: Thanks Mark. I appreciate it. Thanks for giving us something to look forward to. I think that's been an amazing thing with Ted Lasso something to look forward to. Yep. No matter how bad the week is, we've got another Ted Lasso episode around the corner. That's
1: right. I'm glad that Med Lasso can add to that tradition. We'll keep building on it. Thanks, buddy. Take care. I'd like to thank Syed one more time for being a part of this Med Lasso journey. It is so much fun, and it's just a blast to talk about all of this and get into why we're enjoying this show so much. Thank you also to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's Executive MBA and Executive Fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu C-H-E-E. Also, thank you to Caroline for sponsoring this episode of Explore the Space Podcast. Check out Caroline for HIPAA-compliant checklists and coordinated handoffs for your entire care team. Caroline is currently offering the platform for free to the first 100 clinicians who sign up on their new direct-to-clinician platform. Visit www.carealign.ai backslash explore to save your spot. Don't forget, also, please do subscribe to Explore the Space wherever you like to download your podcast. Definitely give us that five-star rating and review. That really helps us out. Find me on Twitter at ets show. Email me anytime, Mark, at ExploreTheSpaceShow.com. And definitely check out the whole archive and the website for Explore the Space at www.ExploreTheSpaceShow.com. We will be back soon with more great content. Until then, take care of yourselves, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.